We're Kenyon and Takara Martin, faith-based marriage coaches, champions for healthy love, and lovers of pizza. And this is the Ask the Martins podcast, where we answer your single, married, or dating relationship questions with practical advice and research-based techniques. Have a relationship question you want answered? Well, send us a direct message on Facebook or Instagram at Ask the Martins or visit us at AskTheMartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. You ready? Let's go ahead and start. We got, listen, we got a ton of these questions and we're going to be looking uh, in our chats, looking for you, but without the, uh, but to get started, I am stumbling all over the place. I know. I think I started it. I made you start stuttering. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. So let's go ahead and get to this first question right here. All righty. So she says, if your spouse um, of 20 years said he left the marriage a while ago and is no longer in covenant, is it over? What do you say, babe? All right, so check this out. The question is, if your spouse of 20 years says that he left the marriage a while ago and is no longer in covenant or participating in covenant, is the marriage over? The question is, I mean, the answer is yes. The marriage is over because of what he has identified as what he no longer wanted to participate in and what he is not participating in. The marriage is what you're only waiting for the paperwork to walk through. Now, a question like this comes through because they're saying, does does he mean it? Mm-hmm. That's the hidden question behind that. That's the hidden motive behind that. Does he really mean it? Does he love me? Is there a chance for us to reconcile? Can all can all these things be? The, can we save what I spent twenty years in? And there's always a chance. Yeah. There's always an opportunity to save what you spent time in. But if this is what he is telling you, then that it's only a matter of next steps. What I recommend for you. Um, not to just give you an answer as to what this might mean, but what I recommend for you to do is if you want to save this marriage, begin the process of going to counseling, inviting him to counseling. If he yeah. does not go, you go. You begin the process of doing what you can to save it and let him make the moves to actually exit it. But with that said, Based upon just based upon the face of what he told you and the truth of what he told you, it's going to be over in a technical fashion. Got it? It is going to be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, no, I don't have anything to say. I'm not going to say. <laughs> OK, OK. Well, we see two of them, two questions over here. So let's go ahead and pop on over here. Yeah. She said, so I really like a guy, but I'm having a hard time letting my guard down. I've been in a bad relationship before and I don't want to take it out on the person I'm with. Now, he's consistent, loyal and was there something else up under that? Probably a whole lot. Uh, um, there we go. I, d- 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 where am I at? Uh, I, I don't, don't want to mm-hmm. push a good guy away because of my past. Understand. Understand. You take it slow. Listen, um, one of the things I'm going to get into based upon the questions that we got earlier was the idea of what dating is. All right. Yeah. And it's going to be very important that you guys actually pull into the idea of what dating is. Dating does not mean because I have somebody, I have somebody dating. me. It's, it's like um, it's like you're going house shopping and you're walking and you're taking time to walk through the house. Right. Mm-hmm. And they give you an opportunity to stay there for the night to see if you like it. All right. Just stay there for for a little bit, at least to own, if you will. Knowing that this is not your permanent residence, you don't move everything in there. You move slow. And because you move slow, you take the time to actually investigate to see how safe everything is, to get comfortable in the um, environment, to make sure that you are going to be okay and safe. Make sure that not only you're safe in the home, but you're safe for the home. Does that make sense? Yeah. But you still don't move all the way in it. So what I'm saying with that right there is take your time. You're in the home right now. You're just checking it out. You move on when you are safe. I'm not you want you cannot push him away without opening up all the way. Does that make sense? It does. And and I want I want to caution um, ladies, especially since this is a young lady who asked this question. Um a lot of times when we've been hurt, 
um, it, it, it we approach dating as an all in or all out kind of thing, right? And a lot of times you can um, force yourself into like a level of anxiety or even to make yourself feel guilty by not 100% letting someone in just because they're ready to move full speed ahead and you're not. Never, there should never be a situation where you're forcing yourself to do things that you're uncomfortable with because you're afraid that you're going to push somebody away or because you're afraid they're not going to be there if you don't do this. It's like that becomes peer pressure, right? So don't do that. Right. I think when you're dating the right person, I was the same way dating Kenyon. I was very afraid when I jumped into it with him. And then it was like, I hate you so much. I wish y'all could have heard what he just whispered under his mouth, under his breath. But (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) I hate you. But what Uh, happened was I went in all the way in with Kenyon. And then like I got really scared and I began to back out to where I almost ruined the relationship. What made the difference with him and with us is that I was very upfront um, about uh, where my hesitations were, what was causing me to be a little bit hesitant, and he was patient with me there. He didn't force me. He didn't push me. He didn't do anything like that, and I think the right person will see that and understand that within reason, of course, and as long as you're not popping off at him and like triggering and like flipping out on him, but I think if they're going to force you into a situation or down a path just because, you know, with that whole of you know you don't, somebody else will, that wasn't for you. Take it slow. Do not allow anybody to guilt you. Do not pressure yourself. The right person will understand your pacing. And you honestly, by watching them, will know when it's safe to let your guard down. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let's go ahead and jump on over to this next question. Karina here talking to us about her husband. You want to read that for me? She said, my husband... He lives in my car. I need answers on that. Please help. Is that a real thing? Um, Always puts gambling first. He works just to gamble and then expects me to buy him food, buy him clothes, and then ask to borrow money to gamble. I don't want to... Sorry, that was the wrong one. I don't know what to do. How do I put my foot down? I say no, but he gets upset and leads, uh, and it leads to him saying hurtful things. Uh, I have to still take care of three teens. Okay, so here, what's going on at CSI? So here's what you're looking at here. You are dealing with a husband, a man, who is supposed to be your husband in the home and the father. He gambles away his earnings and expects you to take care of the home. At some point, you, you're saying, how do I put my foot down? I will say, put your foot down. Because it's never going to feel, it's never pretty to take something away from somebody who is in an addictive phase of their life, okay? At some point, he is going to have to take accountability for it. There is empathy for that addiction of gambling um, because it has a it has a psychology to it, if you will. We're, we're not creating a victim out of him there is just a way that it works for him and we want you to know that he must take accountability for it because when he's not taking accountability for it you are you're taking care of the home you're paying his bills you're taking care of all these things so first get out of your mind that is going to feel any kind of good get that out of your mind if he goes off and he says hurtful things and it becomes an unsafe atmosphere, you do what you can to make the atmosphere safe for you. Get back out to the car or go to jail. Get away from me. You have to be able to make those tough decisions. You said you have children that you're taking care of, right? Three teens. You have three teens watching you and watching him, watching you struggle with saying no to him, but watching you allowing them to suffer because of him. Mm-hmm. His behavior isn't your fault, but allowing his behavior to persist by and by supporting that behavior does become a choice that you're making. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what I suggest mm. is, first of all, stop giving him money, period, point blank. Stop giving him money. You provide for your home first. If you're the if you're if financially you're a single mother, then you provide for your home and you provide for your children first. Stop buying buying him clothes. Understand that he gets paid. If he wants new things, he's going to have to actually put out for it. Request that he had that he gets help. Offer to go to counseling for him and with him in order to get that help. Okay. Request that he begin to contribute to the home. 
begin to make decisions towards him moving into a better realm. You don't have to be mean with it, but you will have to make a decision to make a difference. Yeah, two words, tough love. Um, she said uh, they uh, live with his grandparents and he was kicked out of his grandparents. So even his grandparents got to a point where they said no more. And I think because it is an addiction it is an addiction and love um are probably two of the most dangerous drugs that we can have and they having them together in the same person probably creates a really destructive cocktail for you um because love in and of itself already causes you to change who you are to accommodate that person the drugs are changing them and it's causing them to even treat you negatively when you don't give them what they want they respond mean they do mean things to you or they say mean things to you and they're hurtful towards you and so i think one thing i always tell people one thing that i used to have to tell myself uh with abusive exes is this something that i want my children to grow up seeing that it's okay is this something that i want my children to grow up to become mm, that's good and when you have to weigh that regardless of love and right now you have to cut love out of the picture until they decide to make better choices with their love for you. Mm -hmm. And so I think tough love says if you're living with their grandparents, yes, it's convenient. Yes. It may even save you some money, but it's not doing you any good because he still has direct access and you still have a level of um, responsibility for him, especially with his grandparents sitting there watching you when you ask how do you want, how can you put your foot down i would honestly recommend positioning yourself to make sure that you and your children can be taken care of first and if you can separate from him until he can then begin making choices towards a better life for himself not to make you happy not just for the kids it has to be for himself and if you're in a place where now you can legally keep him away then you do that until he can make better choices. Otherwise, he is going to have you and your children because it's safe right now. Right, right. It's safe right now because you have his grandparents to fall back on. Right, right. It's safe right now because at any given point, grandparents ain't going to kick the babies out. They're not going to put the babies right. out on the streets. Right. When you get into a place where you have no other choice but to take care of you and your babies, you'd be surprised on what you stop allowing in your home. That's so good. you get rid of that codependence that you have on their family, on his family, and find a place for you. And then use that to separate him and put yourself in a position to know that you have no other choice. Absolutely. Now, just to clarify, when Takara says separate from him, we're talking about what's called a working separation. Yes. That means that when you're a husband and wife and you're and you're in a toxic atmosphere, something's going on between you, just like this gambling addiction, you separate from each other until one or both of you heal from the situation or the atmosphere. But that does not mean you date anyone else. That does Correct. not mean you see anyone else. That means you work on yourself to heal and then you work on a relationship so that you can actually reconcile. And hopefully that makes sense. That makes perfect okay. sense. Okay, let's go. I would like to go. Let's go here and then we'll drop down to here. How about that? Yeah, because I don't understand. This. I saw this question earlier and I meant to ask you. It, I don't get it. It says my husband and I are divorced. We are planning to move to another state and date. What would you do? So here's how I understand that, Takara. Okay, yeah. I, I understand that to be they're divorced. Yep. But they're planning to go to a different state and start all over again. Okay. Dating, right? <laughs> it's either disappointing, we're tired of trying, or we're sick of the same old, same old. Same people, same lies, same games, same disappointments. Oh, listen, we get it. When Takara and I met, we were in the sick and tired of being sick and tired category too. Well, to be honest, we dated with clarity, intention, and strategy, a way in which we hadn't really dated before. We dated by design. This way of dating kept us from dating in fear, dating with false hopes, or dating out of our own thirst. Dating by design gave us the courage to not be so tied up in our attractions that we weren't willing to walk away when we needed to. So if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you need to be dating by design too. 
we took the dating methods and strategies that we use with and for each other and combined them with our own coaching practice to bring you Dating by Design. Now, Dating by Design is an easy to follow course and guide that will help you to develop your own design to dating. Whether you're dating someone right now or getting ready to, this course will help you to learn how to evaluate whether where you are or are going is where you really want to be. It's so full of practical wisdom and direction that it ensures you'll never date the same again. So check us out. Go to courses.askthemartins.com. That's courses.askthemartins.com to learn more about dating by design. Let me let me tell you something. I can tell you why another let, state let me, right now. I know why another state. Somebody cheated. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. I, I get you. But here's the problem. Changing states don't change you. Jesus. We spend a lot of time trying to change the atmosphere, the superficial things and the materials that goes on around us. We can get better jobs and we could get better um, um, uh, um uh, surroundings and we can get better toys and we can get all these kind of things but we can still have the same character what makes you think that you're going to go to a different state and fall in love again and not do the same thing that you did before what makes you think that we could go to a different state and i work let's just say i'm the husband i work I'm going to interact with people. I have the proclivity to already flirt with someone else, to talk to someone else, to pull someone else into me and to have those kind of what makes you think that change happens because you moved. There was there was an anecdote that you used to tell. You told it a while ago, back Mm -hmm. when we used to do the hit and runs. Okay, And it was about tying up your trash. And how there was somebody had a trash bag and they were basically trying to get rid of the trash. But every time they ran down the street to go catch the trash can or something, the trash was all over the street. Like it was following them everywhere they went, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so they were ridding themselves of the trash, ridding themselves of the garbage. But it never really true was written of because they then had to go back and clean up the mess that they were really trying to get away from. So you're never really done from it. And obviously the moral of the story was tie up your trash. And basically no matter where you go, your trash is going to follow you until you tie up whatever it was that created that hole in that trash to begin with. And so, yeah, go to another state, fine. But it doesn't take all that. It takes a change in you. It takes a change of behavior. It takes a change in patterns and ideas. And if like Kenya said, if those things aren't evident before you leave, why would you uproot your whole life, your whole ecosystem, your whole place of safety for somebody and you not know how it's going to work? What would I do if I can't get it right here? I can't get it right nowhere. Not nowhere. That's what I would do. Because and, and here's the other part of it. If it was someone who cheated, that means you're still hurt and you're running away from that pain. But that pain does not go away. All you've done is just outran it for a moment in order to get a new memory or some new feels or some new experiences. You have to deal with this stuff up front. You have to cut that person off. You got to do whatever is going on that you're running away from it. You better face it. Yeah. If you don't face it, it's going to follow you. I mean, it sounds romantic, right? Look, baby, let's leave here. Let's start all over. Let's just start anew. Start fresh. Pick up, move, new house, new car. Yeah. And and no, it's set, that only works in movies. Right, right. It's got to be a new you. I only remember what movie it worked in. You want to read that? Yeah, she said, my ex won't introduce me to his new girlfriend. He says because he wants to get their living situation together first, but it's been three years and two kids later. My kids go over there every other weekend. No problem there. Um, I, I understand the desire, um, and I understand, especially as a mom, you want to know who your kids are going around. You want to know, um, you know, that there's a rapport there. You want to know that your kids are being mistreated. I'm I'm kind of split minded on this because one part of me says it's not your business. The other part of me says if your children are 
coming back and complaining, if your children are feeling, mis feeling mistreated, if your children are, you know, coming back and saying like, daddy don't treat us right or his girlfriend, new girlfriend like treats me crazy, then I, we have to meet or hey, I'm going to withhold my kids from seeing you until we meet and come to an agreement. But if there are no issues, if there are no problems, I want to say what is the push and pushing yourself into your ex's life when he's clearly moved on. Right. There, it, it's polite protocol to introduce yourself to the other parent, um, to to the other parents. So it, it, it's it's a nicety. It's it's, yeah. it's it's a it's a it's nice to do. We get it. Um, but there's no disrespect in that. But there's obviously there's also no obligation. If something was going wrong, you'd know. And if there's nothing going wrong. There's no reason to continue to um, make an an overture in order to meet her. It is not necessary. Um, something else is going on there that keeps you um, wanting to have that connection. Uh, perhaps it's perhaps it's just a perhaps the you mother just come from a different culture too. Right. Like it's a different ideology, right? Perhaps it's a motherly intuition or something of that nature. Whatever the case may be. Um, uh, and, and you just want to know, or perhaps it's a curiosity, whatever the case is, um, as long as your children are okay. And as long as you trust him, you, you just got to completely let that go. Um, but stay open to something not being okay. And if something is not, that's when you have to have the right to begin to, um, correct the issue of me not knowing who that is. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah, um, it makes perfect sense. That's yeah, that was. Um... Yeah, see, the kids are great. They love her. Great. Fantastic. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I think we have an idea of how these things should go, especially because of how we were raised. Um, you know, when we got married, our pastor told uh, Kenyon and myself, like, you know, my girl's father and with his kids, like mother, like we should sit down and meet and connect. My ex wanted nothing to do with that. His ex didn't want nothing to do with that. I mean, we went out to dinner together. We were very pleasant. You know, we had dinner, uh, the oldest boy's graduation, but it was like they wanted no parts in anything formal that forced an engagement or interaction. And we didn't push it on them. As long as everyone was cordial and didn't disrespect each other, that was it. Um, dating a divorced man who keeps talking about his ex-wife. I like him a lot, but it drives me insane. So here's the thing with with that. We don't know what he's talking about. For instance, if he's continued to complain about her, if he continues to to harp about what she did to him, if he continues to um, uh, be upset about if he if she continues to occupy his mind in a negative way, then that's a red flag that says that he's still connected to her, whether you like it or not. Now, if he's doing this, like, babe, you so much, man, you are so much better. And I still do that to this day. Right. I'm like, I got the ultimate husband upgrade. You hear me? Right. Absolutely. And so if, um, if, if it continues to, uh, if it's one of those things where he's always comparing the blessing of you to and the and he's breathing, he's exhaling with her, with like, man, I'm so glad I have you because that was nothing. You, you understand what I'm saying? Now, now, if that's the case, it's not really a bad issue, but if it bothers you, it bothers you. Yeah. Okay. So the first issue is um, there's still a connection, there's still a tie there, and that's a red flag. The second issue is that he's exhaling, but it's still bothering you. Either or, you have to bring it up because if you don't bring it up and I understand the idea of not wanting to create conflict, but it's already a conflict. And if you can, don't bring it up, it could be it could uh, actually cause conflict later on in a way that you don't want. Right. So you might as well just face it now. You don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to be terrible about it. But you do have to let him know that this is an issue that is actually grating your nerves and it's it, it, and it's creating um, an atmosphere where uh, that's tough for you to actually exist w within, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think especially when it's a, a man who's been hurt by a woman, um, it, there is going to be a lot that he has to go through. And I, and I caution you, 
um, to be very careful in this environment right now because I, one thing that we don't know is how long he's been separated from his ex, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or broken up from his ex. And so if he's been hurt, if he's felt like he's been wronged, if she cheated or whatever, um, there's a possibility that you are in fact a rebound. And the reason why that's happening is because he's using you as a placeholder for her, but also you're becoming... Um, uh, kind of like I don't want to say like a whipping pole, whatever, for basically everything that she's done, and it begins to like kind of wear on you because I think there's there's he has to separate himself from that and his mentality from that hurt, and so just I caution you if you're dating this person and it hasn't been that long to make sure that you're paying attention to whether or not you're in rebound. Absolutely, yeah, yes. Okay, how do you deal with the man who has a child that wishes bad? On the girlfriend. How do you deal with the man whose child is disrespectful? Oh, to okay. To the girlfriend and the father says nothing. Is it wrong for a man to put their mom before their wife? Okay. We'll stop right there. Let's stop right there real quick. How do you deal with the man who has a child that wishes bad on the girl girlfriend? And how do you, how do you deal with the man whose child is disrespectful to the girlfriend and the father says nothing? You don't deal with them. What you are experiencing is a father who is not able to make to direct their child. And what if you're still the girlfriend or in that dating phase, the what you're dealing, what you're looking at is you're looking at an opportunity to observe, reflect and get the data on whether you can live the rest of your life like this. Is this something that you can indefinitely be in? If this is if this is something that you can indefinitely deal with, because he's not going to deal with it. So you have to decide whether you're going to deal with this full on or whether you're just going to let him go. Okay. And that's, and that's where you have to be on that. Yeah. And it doesn't change and it doesn't get any better. And then what you'll find is that you'll become someone that's in between him and his daughter. And they're always going to choose the daughter period. And so, and as they should fine, but you shouldn't be forcing yourself. Um, we posted a video last week. You should not be forcing yourself to compete with his family in this regard. If he is not actively choosing you and showing you that you can be a priority in his life, it is not your job to force it. It is not your job to trick him into it. You need to either deal with how he's setting up his life to be right now or walk away. You want to read? Okay. Also, how do you deal with the man who thinks that flirting is okay on his behalf, but not good for uh, for you to do it? Okay, so with that being the case, um, you you talk to him and say, "I don't like this," right? Um, uh, there's when it comes to dating, and I want to make sure that this is very clear. We don't deal with people; we talk to people. We don't manipulate with pe- we don't manipulate people and we don't tolerate people. We talk to people. Is that something that you don't like? Whether it's uh, what well, if the shoe was on the other foot, you wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. No, you talk to them. After you talk to them and let them know what it is that you do and don't like, you you give them the freedom to make the decisions. You watch and observe those decisions, and then when they start making decisions. After you saying that this hurts and you don't like it and they continue to make decisions that contradicts that, then it's time for you to make a decision. That's the best way we can say it. And and it's pretty pretty much across the board and how to deal with that. Make sense? Yeah, perfect sense. Okay, so she says, I love my kid's father. I thought we should be married and living together by now. It's been nine years and two kids, seven and one later. I feel stuck because I know he's a good man. I just don't see progress. I'm tired. And then she said something later. Um, she said, uh, "Trust is the trust is completely broken. We just can't seem to move on from each other. I know it isn't healthy. I'm not sure what to do. And so I'm having a hard time understanding something here with this question because it's like, I know he's a good man. I just don't see progress. Then it goes on to say the trust is completely broken. We just can't seem to move on from each other. And I know it isn't healthy. And so first and foremost we got to decide they're a good man but the trust is completely broken and so i'm trying to figure out what happened there right that created that huge dichotomy because really 
can you be a good man and not be able to trust them? I'm not sure. You know uh, what unless I mean? Unless they don't trust you. Right. Right. Okay. But she was saying she doesn't see progress. Okay. If you if you're somewhere and you don't see progress, then you progress. That's how that works. And I know it's easy to say, but harder to do. You've spent nine years in a particular, in a, in a holding pattern. You have two children from this pattern. So obviously you love, you love each other and you've made love to each other. So now you have a connection with them and you love them and you see all the possibilities, yet he doesn't produce the, any of those possibilities for you. It's real. And because that's not the case, then you have to make a tough decision as well. It's easy to say, but hard to do. You have to make the decision to either move on or stay where you are and stay where you are indefinitely, because obviously he is not going to change. And there is no magic word. There is no magic statement. There is no thing we can say that can create change in this dilemma. The best thing that you can do is take hold of your life and begin to usher it away from his. You need to learn. You need to determine that you want to let go or stay. Mm-hmm. After you determine and make the decision to let go or stay, if you decide to let go, you need to make the decision. You mean to, you need to walk out that decision. If you decide to stay, you need to get used to the circumstance as they sit. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because and we, we've got to stop getting to this place um, or coming to people for relationship help. But like, how do I get them to? How do I fix them to? How do I? And there's nothing that you can do. Really be honest with yourself. And it, because if there is something magical, I'm sure you've tried it. We're sure you've tried it. Have you tried losing weight? Have you tried changing your hair? Have you tried just cutting them off and they didn't listen? Like, great. There is nothing that once a person has seen that you are comfortable with them being exactly who they are, it is very challenging to get them to be or change into somebody else from that. And so when Kenyon says, if they're not progressing, you progress, don't do it because you think it's going to make them move. You begin to progress because you know that at the end of the day, there is something better for you on the other side of your progression, even if they do not choose to come along with you. That's what you have to do. Progress for you. Begin to work on yourself, your self-love, your self-worth, what you desire in that relationship. And if you're not getting that, you begin to move forward. A to the men. Let's go ahead and hit this real quick. Hello, what is the best way to motivate one's husband to be more of a financial provider? Um, I'm bearing the pressure for us to survive financially now and for the future. I am not in my femininity. Okay, so let's, 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 let, this is a huge thing. Yeah. How can I motivate him to be more of a provider? I'm holding it down for now and for the future. I'm not in my femininity. Let's remove femininity from that. There are too many single moms who have held down an entire household by themselves and created some incredible young men and young women and have been incredible in and of themselves and still been feminine. I'm their feminine. Now, Now, I understand that you may have roles for him if he's going to be your husband. Right. I get that. But don't attach your femininity to that role because that femininity is part of your identity. And that has nothing to do with that with with with, with the role that he should be playing. Does really, that make sense? Yes. And really quickly before you continue, because when you attach, I am not in my femininity, what you're indirectly saying, even though you don't think so, is that you're saying he is being feminine. If you're going to use that as a way to describe your situation. Or I'm being the man. Of the or I'm being or the man. And it's not necessarily the case. So let's, let's be careful about throwing those terms around in these types of scenarios so you know you don't injure your spouse or hinder your own thought process as you begin to move this move forward in this okay go absolutely now what and what ways do you motivate him well you're going to have to come have a come to jesus moment and i believe because you're holding it down so tough you might already have so there needs to be a clear come to jesus moment maybe with a mediator a coach or a counselor uh side note 
side note, we we get this we get this question every week. No, we're not we're not taking on any newcomers. We are not. No couples right <laughs> okay? now. Okay, no guys. couples right now. Okay, but with that being the case, you need a mediator. You need someone in between, not someone on his side, not someone who 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 empathizes. You need a stranger, someone who can get to know both of you and who can help with the financial, uh, help him. Um, fit the role that, you, that that's making you upset. Does that make sense? Because there's there, there's frustration there. Definitely. So, okay. Uh-huh. No, finish what you're saying. Okay, so there's, um, there's a frustration there. So you want a, me- a mediator to help you with that. The next thing you want is you want a plan. If you are holding it down for now and in the future, that means you know how to plan. You know how to manage money. Why not help him do that? If he has a job. I don't know what uh, finance. I, I don't know what um, motivate Bearing him to all, be yeah. more financial, to be a better prevent financial provider is. I don't know what that is. I don't know whether he's in school. I don't know whether he has a job, but he needs to move up. I don't know whether he doesn't have a job or whatever the case may be. But perhaps there need to be a sit down with, okay, here's a plan so that we can actually come together. Okay, so uh, so I'm not sure exactly what you're trying to motivate him to do regarding the specifics, but you got it together. You got a plan and it's okay. Listen, a help meet helps us meet. One thing about a help meet is that you never it's it's like carrying furniture. You never want someone on the other side of the furniture uh, on the other side that can that's weaker than you. You want someone that can carry what you can carry or more right now. You're carrying it all. And now you have to ask him, okay, we got to come up with a plan so you can carry at least what I carry and then begin to build more. Okay. But I'm not sure whether that's uh, professional, whether he's squandering money, whether he has debt. I'm I'm not exactly sure what's all in, what's all wrapped up in that. Go ahead. And the only thing I'm going to say before you have this conversation, because your advice, I think, was great and spot on and amazing. Before you have that come to Jesus, though. Sit down with yourself and ask yourself, what was it that you enabled at the beginning of this marriage and at the beginning of this relationship? Sit down and say, did I take on all the burden because I wanted him, because I loved him, because I wanted to be his wife, because I wanted to do all this for him? Did I do this hoping that it was going to then inspire? Like, like, did you take a lot of this burden on or a lot of this pressure on in the beginning because you felt like if I did it, if I jump started, then he's going to pick up the ball and run with it from there. Like, be honest about where you started this relationship and then be honest about what they agreed to as it pertained to finances and everything in the relationship because I I understand that we change we evolve and yeah you may have been okay and willing to carry things in the beginning but hey now I'm getting tired now I need to do this I get it I understand it makes perfect sense but before you start going and demanding things of him are these things number one he agreed to are these things that he promised you are these things that he is capable of that's very important That's because very important. as we've had this conversation, I think a couple of weeks ago, it could be that you are in a situation with someone that doesn't think like you. And because they don't think like you, they're always going to disappoint you if they don't rise to the level that you're asking them to more requiring them to. So have some real sit down, come to Jesus moments with yourself before you then begin to put these pressures on him. Right. Basically, did we set a precedent for this? Did we ever have a conversation about this? Did I allow this? Right. Mm-hmm. Did I allow this just to go ahead and seal the deal? Um, and and now am I tired? And and uh, and, and it's all about being very, um, very open and honest. And it's not a beat myself up moment either. No. It's all about creating an openness to say how did we get here and how can we get out of here he now he does have um i I did read yep um he's an entrepreneur so many times entrepreneurs start and stop start and stop and start and stop but he does have a job which is great so he's making he's doing the 40k he and he's a great father and a great husband that's fantastic um he has all the potential in the world just slow moving with his biz and planning the future oh right i I know go ahead 
Well, no, because I, I already know what's in your in no, your heart. and but I think but I, so it's one of the things that I started out asking is like, did you take on all of this and do this, and then hoping that he would like kind of speed up and catch up, right? And I think it's easy for us to do this. It's easy for us ladies, especially when we do have vision, and honestly, when we have the provision, we believe in providing it and, and lending it to our man to give him the push that he needs to go towards that direction. It's you know, how do you get him to be better? I think. Maybe it is sitting down with a business coach. Maybe it is saying like, hey, you know, you have this stuff. You have these plans. Let's map it out for the future. Let's work together. Don't do it for him. Don't begin to make him feel like he can't do it. Don't begin to make him feel like he's dumb because he hasn't done it yet. Can we sit down and plan? Babe, I think you're great at this. All the stuff you just said, you're a great husband. You're a great provider. I see the potential. Baby, I see the king in you. I see where you're headed because of situations right now we, mm. I would like for us to get together and, and begin to push this forward you know what can we do to begin to move this I want to add something here yes perfect thank you so much babe thank that, that you honey the, but I want to and I don't want to belay we got a lot of questions I want to get to them but I want to add something um um <laughs> I, I, I'm going to. I'm sorry. I had. I've read because that. it's food. You it automatically gets your attention. Stop it. <laughs> Sour cream and onion. But okay. So now listen. I, I want to add this because this is very important. We're in a time, a date and time where ambition is sexy. When I hear he has potential, I also hear that he has the ability, but he doesn't have the ambition. He doesn't have the motivation. He doesn't have the go get itness. And I want to be very transparent with you here. When it comes to Takara and I hook up, I am not the entrepreneur. I do, I'm part of the team of entrepreneurs, but this girl right here rocks. She knocks it out. She's day in, day out. Let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. What I am is I'm risk assessment. <laughs> I'm like, well, listen, we can only do this. AKA overthinking. And, and yeah, and, and we can only do this. But the, the, the real thing is, is that we've never been challenged with my not being ambitious in that area because we've made a we we have we have set down and had an agreement of what my role is in her ambition or in actually this is our ambition, but and how she drives it entrepreneurially. OK, mm-hmm. my role is I'm, I'm, I'm a counselor. I'm a coach. I am. I'm a book reader. I, I'm the edge. I'm the. I just educate, educate, educate. That's all I do. And I write. Mm-hmm. Okay. What she does is she educates, writes, and does a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> and that's fantastic. But I want you to actually, the reason why I mentioned that is because I want you to see a man that doesn't have that ambition, but is functioning within our team. Yeah, that's I don't, good. I, and and, and I, I don't want men to be, I we're in a day and age where everyone is talking about having so much value and, and 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 being this that and the other and I know you see his potential but he's more than met his potential as a husband he's more than met his potential as a father he's met his potential in so many other areas areas give him that and don't get frustrated with this yeah. let him find himself and it depends on how old he is too a lot of men uh, find themselves early, but then some 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 are late bloomers. They don't find themselves after forty. So um, just give give him patience, give him um, some uh, give him some grace, but also admire and adore him with what he does. Yeah, do well. I love it. I love Makes it. Sense. I love it. Really, because she said, "Yeah, biz coach may be the best," and I'm like, "Listen, let's." If your dream is yeah. working for him in his biz and all that stuff, perhaps help find a business coach. I'm going to tell you right now, as a coach, one-to-one coaching does not do it. So find someone who's in health and fitness, sports coaching, um, you know, that does it online, that doesn't act, and someone that has grown in, um, what is that word, uh, uh, scaled um, a business like this or something similar. They're all over the internet. Like just begin listening, go find podcasts, and then you perhaps find a program that you both can work on and work in together and how we build it may just be that he doesn't know the next step to go we just came out of a pandemic too like like let's you know but he's been on and off for 13 years he's no just, she said no never on and off consistent. Oh, okay. just consistent like yeah not, not so it's there, like yeah where, where okay. do we go so yeah find a business coach that specializes in like maybe health fitness and one, things like that one more thing
thing, one more thing, just in case he might watch or may, just in case he might see. I, I, and I don't want to hold this too long, but one more Did thing. Is the spirit talking to you? Yes. Okay. It's okay to depend on your wife. Here's, it's very, very important. It's okay to look at your wife to lead you or to learn from her. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you any less a man. We can't learn or know everything. So perhaps there's a man out there who don't know how, who don't know what, who don't know where. Ask your wife because she sees your ability to go there. Yes. But she might have she might have some plans, the statistics. She might have the roadmap for that. It's a, when you are married, you are doubly blessed because you don't have to lean on your own understanding. You can lean on the father and you can lean on your wife because she's been given gifts. That's why I love my wife because of her gifts and her gifts gives me the opportunity to grow in my specific gifts. So perhaps that, that perhaps he's just basically really good at this thing, but not at business. I hate business. When we LLC, I hated it. I yeah. still hate it. Still I don't. It. I hate the <laughs> paperwork. I hate all. But Takara, she's she's great at everything. So I want to make sure that I motivate or 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 I, I tell men that it doesn't make you any less to seek help from your counsel. This is your counsel. Let me tell you this before it leaves my spirit. Proverbs thirty one is written to a man by his mom. First told him to stop drinking and stop doing all this stupid stuff, and then he said, then she said, this is how you identify a woman. Mm-hmm. When he when when mom told the king how to identify a woman, she was talking about a woman who got business, a woman who's out there bartering and trading, a woman who gets up early and makes sure everything is taken care of. And sometimes a woman who is doing a little bit more so that you could do what you're good at. Thank you. Go Jesus. back and read that. I feel like the Go Lord back. just gave that to you. So you were telling me to sit down somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I just want to I just want to make sure that. You guys understand that that men understand that it's okay to be very good at what you're good at and let your wife lead. And I believe that she is. I I think that because of her ambition and because of her motivation, I think she has skills there that perhaps she can lend to the process. Amen. Yes. All right. I mean, I know we didn't mean to spend that time on that question, but that was good. It was really good because we deal with money. You deal with money and you deal with conversations all the time. But yeah, it's really even, not it, money. It wasn't just, really a money question. It was something completely different. Right. Absolutely. I think this is the next question right here. Yeah. She said, can a woman bring up the talk about inclusivity? Uh, if yes, how without uh, taking too much of the lead? I don't know what inclusivity means. I think like I think making maybe mm, I would, I'm thinking she maybe meant exclusivity. Exclusivity. Can, uh, yes. That's what I'm thinking. Can a woman bring up the talk about exclusivity, meaning can we be exclusive? So obviously we're dating. And if yes, how uh, without taking too much of the lead? Listen, it's it's important that we all understand that we're humans here. There's we have this cultural paradigm where we're waiting for people to make our own our decisions. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have conversations and to talk about where you want to go next, because the problem is, is that I want to go into exclusivity, but I don't want to push you away going there. And if pushing you if pushing them away means that. Um, I can't have what I want. Do you really want them anyway? You mm-hmm. want their body. You want their mind. You want everything that they've shown you up to this point. But do you really want someone who's about to reject the whole exclusive situation? There is a way you can actually introduce that. Hey, listen, listen, listen. We've been having a great time. Um, I love kicking it with you. I know you love kicking it with me. We've been have. It's just it's been amazing. And I think I see something in you that I've not seen before. How about if you don't mind? How do you feel about us just being us, just just being together, exclusive. You see what I'm saying? It's very easy. It's not a male or female thing. It's a thing that's uh, that that suggests where you want to go next. And depending on the response, you identify whether they're ready for it and ready for what you want. And then that's where you make the hard decision because if they're not ready for it, if they push it away, then perhaps. You might need to move on. That's why you're not exclusive right now. Yeah. And I think the the idea here um, of of bringing it up sometimes puts way too much pressure on it than necessary. Um, so, like, 
put yourself in a position that make him bring it up. That's why, again, don't talk about one reason why one way to make sure it, it's brought up in in a in a in a PC way or in a comfortable way is if they start requiring or demanding things of you that really should be reserved for either an exclusive relationship or marriage, depending on where you where where your beliefs lean, um, and be like, well, you know, you asking for this like you trying to be my man, my one and only, like you know, what's up with that, you know, stuff like that. But then also the idea of not being exclusive is not a burden; it's a gift. So if you're not exclusive and you're not sure where it's headed, don't be exclusive. You date other people. You have plans. You don't always be available every single Friday, Saturday night. You make sure that you are not 100% throwing all of your time into the pool of them so that then you find yourself waiting around for them. Go on date nights by yourself on Friday night when they ask, can I see you? Actually, I have plans. How about tomorrow? Oh, what, you seen somebody else? No. Did you want me to be exclusive with you? Like, oh, did you want to be exclusive? Like, that's the idea of, of, of uh, not being exclusive in that moment. You're supposed to be out there doing you as well and making sure that, A, they take notice of you doing you and know that, A, I have to do something extra to get what I desire or extra from them. It's not a game, but it definitely is something that leaves things to be desired so you don't throw yourself all into that basket of them and then make yourself look silly when they don't want to be exclusive with you. And nine times out of ten, ladies, nine times out of ten, you're already exclusive. You're just waiting for them to pull, pull, you're just waiting for them to pull the card. Yeah. You're waiting for them to make a decision and and they're not exclusive and they like living in that in that environment ambiguity and now you're right and now you're sitting with the precedent of you're they're not exclusive but i'm acting exclusive is this fair for me and the problem is is that you're supporting that particular type behavior so like takara said do you until you have the conversation mark your calendar for wednesday not just any wednesday every wednesday Every Wednesday is an Ask the Martins Wednesday, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard, exclusively on YouTube. Takara and I answer your relationship questions and concerns live in a rapid-fire format. Ask a question, participate in the live chat, or just listen in. Either way, you will not be disappointed. To find us, go to youtube.com forward slash Ask the Martins, or just open your YouTube app and search Ask the Martins. Hey, and don't forget, hit the subscribe and the bell so that you don't miss us. It's an Ask the Martins Wednesday, every Wednesday, live, only on YouTube. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Martins podcast, recorded live on social media and distributed to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Now, we can't grow without you, so help spread the love. Wherever you found us, rate, like, share, and leave a review. We are grateful to you and appreciate you in advance. Do you have a question for us? Then visit askthemartins.com. Ask us your question or ask for a friend. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Ask the Martins podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.